0: Prince Crime by Corey Doctorow. The coppers smashed my father's printer when I was eight. I remember the hot cling film in a microwave smell of it, and Dad's look of ferocious concentration as he filled it with fresh goop, and the warm, fresh-baked feel of the objects that came out of it. The coppers came through the door with truncheons swinging. One of them reciting the terms of the warrant through a bullhorn. One of my dad's customers had shopped him. The eye police, paid in high-grade pharmaceuticals, performance enhancers, memory supplements, metabolic boosters, the kind of things that cost a fortune over the counter, the kind of things you could print at home, if you didn't mind the risk of having your kitchen filled with a sudden crush, of big beefy bodies, hard truncheons whistling through the air, smashing anyone and anything that got in the way. They destroyed Grandma's trunk, the one she'd brought from the old country. They smashed our little refrigerator and the purifier unit over the window. My Tweety Bird escaped death by hiding in a corner of his cage as a big booted foot crushed most of it into a sad tangle of printer wire. There, what they did to him. When he was done, he looked like he'd been brawling with an entire rugby side. They brought him out the door and let the Newsies get a good look at him as they tossed him in the car. All the while, a spokesman told the world that my dad's organised crime bootlegging operation had been responsible for at least £20 million in contraband and that my dad, the desperate villain, had resisted arrest. I saw it all from my phone in the remains of the sitting room, watching it on the screen and wondering how, just how anyone could look at our little flat and our terrible, manky estate and mistake it for the home of an organised crime kingpin. They took the printer away, of course, and displayed it like a trophy for the Newsies. Its little shrine in the kitchenette seemed horribly empty. When I roused myself and picked up the flat and rescued my poor peeping Tweety Bird, I put a blender there. It was made out of printed parts, so it would only last a month before I'd need to print new bearings and other moving parts. Back then, I could take a part and reassemble anything that could be printed. By the time I turned 18, they were ready to let Dad out of prison. I'd visited him three times, on my 10th birthday, on his 50th, and when Ma died. It'd been two years since I'd last seen him, and he was in bad shape. A prison fight had left him with a limp, and he looked over his shoulder so often it was like he had a tick. I was embarrassed when the minicab dropped us off in front of the estate and tried to keep my distance from this ruined limping skeleton as we went inside and up the stairs. "Laney," he said as he sat me down, you're a smart girl, I know that. You wouldn't know where your old dad could get a printer and some goop. I squeezed my hands into fists so tight my fingernails cut into my palms. I close my eyes. You've been in prison for ten years, da. Ten years you're gonna risk another ten years to print out more blenders and pharma, more laptops and designer hats. He grinned. I'm not stupid, Laney. I've learnt my lesson. There's no hat or laptop that's worth going to jail for. I'm not going to print none of that rubbish, never again. He had a cup of tea, and he drank it now like it was whiskey. A sip, and then a long, satisfied exhalation. Closed his eyes, and he leaned back in his chair. Come here, Laney, let me whisper in your ear. Let me tell you the thing I decided while I spent ten years in lockup. Come here. And listen to your stupid dad. I felt guilty, pang, about ticking him off. He was off his rock and that much was clear. God knew what he went through in prison. What, dad? I said, leaning in close. Laney, I'm going to print more printers. Lots more printers. One for everyone. That's worth going to jail for. That's worth anything. This is Karen Roman for Escape Pod. Find us online at www.escapepod.org.